Hello to all of you out there. I am Ulrike Seminati, host of the podcast, Empowering Female Leaders, for women who want to thrive. Every week you will get new perspectives, exciting insights, and empowering messages of women from all over the globe. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Empowering Female Leaders. I am pleased to welcome today Vivian Keys, Recruitment Director and Founder of WW Headhunting and Executive Search FZE based in Dubai. She has placed hundreds of mid-senior to C-level candidates in the US, Middle East and the APEC regions in various different industries from finance to pharma, education and tech. Born in Hungary and grown up in Germany, she has vast international experience and has lived and worked as a recruiter and headhunter in Prague, Rome, Dubai and Bali. And you know what? She has also been creating hiring strategies for companies and worked on complex staffing projects for Fortune 500 companies, as well as for bespoke boutique firms. Vivian, do you want to add a few words about yourself? Thank you so much for the lovely introduction. And I'm very excited to be here because um, I think this is such an important topic we're going to talk about today. Because essentially, we spend more time at our workplace than at home with our friends and family. And having a job that brings you fulfillment can have an immensely positive ripple effect on your confidence, on your mood, self-esteem, and overall quality of life. And I have worked with hundreds of candidates and helped them find jobs. So I have seen the exact difference a good and a bad job can make in people's lives. Yes, absolutely. And when we prepared this talk and when we prepared the program that we are running actually for female leaders who want to develop themselves, we also spoke about the fear of rejection because many women actually do not apply for the roles they would like to apply for. They are fearing that they can be rejected. And this is a pretty strong internal blocker. So what would you tell them to overcome this fear of rejection? And what actually does a rejection mean? Yes, well, rejection is oftentimes a blessing in disguise. A lot of candidates think that re rejection is personal and that it is caused by the lack of their skills, which is simply not true. There is a lot to demystify about recruitment in the job market. I have seen a lot of companies post job advertisements online, for example, just to create a growing image of the company. Or maybe they have hired somebody internally already, and it's just protocol to um, do the job advertisement. And I have even worked on jobs for up to nine months just to find out in the end that the budget and the position was never approved. So it was technically non-existent. Then I have also seen cases where hiring managers don't end up hiring a candidate that has more experience than them because They are afraid that person is going to take their jobs one day. And there are just so many unique cases. So it's important to remember that many times rejections aren't about you. And then we also have those situations where an interviewer really loved you and they would hire you. But unfortunately, they just don't have the right position at that time. If they did, they would hire you. So... It's not really a rejection. It's 
rather not the right match or right fit at that time. So I would definitely consider rejection as a stepping stone, as a learning lesson. But they do happen, of course. And the question is, how do you make the most of them? How do you deal with them? And I like this phrase, when you cannot change things, change the way you look at them. So a rejection can teach you so many things. And ultimately, it takes you one step closer to your dream job, to your end goal. I think there is a lot to learn from these uncomfortable situations as well. You could send a follow-up email to your interviewer and ask, what could I have done better? What can I do to improve? And if you don't get a response back, that's okay. You just know it wasn't the right work environment to begin with. And if you do, that's amazing because you have gained valuable insight and knowledge. Knowledge is, is power. So ultimately, rejections can even make you more powerful. Yeah, I fully agree with that. It is all about the way how we see these rejections. So obviously, as you say, they are the ones that have nothing to do with ourselves. And most of the time, we will never know if it had to do with ourselves or not, actually, because that is, that is happening behind the scenes. But no matter if it has to do with uh, you personally or not, the trick is really, how do you see this? And I'm also a big fan of creating learning opportunities out of what we see as failures. Because if we do that, then we have a totally different approach and we will get the courage actually and the confidence to apply for positions that are maybe higher or more challenging than the ones we would have applied without this kind of attitude. So there's a lot people can do also to get this attitude. I'm very passionate about this attitude topic because it makes such a big change in how we feel. We are not the victim of a rejection. You're the master of applying to something else to learn from it and to maybe reach a position that fits you much, much better than the one you were rejected for before. So my next question is, okay, so if they are ready to apply, and we have this courage to apply even for a role where we think, wow, this is really, really challenging for me, yeah, but a huge opportunity. How can they do that best? What I'm going to say is probably going to be a big surprise to a lot of listeners. Applying online is most of the time not the most effective way to apply for jobs. In fact, 50% of all the jobs that have been secured were not found online. So you're probably asking, well, how do I properly apply for jobs then? So let's just start with the strategy. And I think it's best to create an action plan just to have a plan and to apply consistently. Because at the end of the day, this is also a numbers game. So the more you apply, the higher your chances are to find the right one. So I would, um, first of all, know what jobs you're eligible for. What would you like to do? What are you good at? What would bring you joy? Like just to know what you're looking for so you can find it. Once you've done that, you can start with the regular online job searches that you would do, but keep track of where you have applied so you know who to follow up with later. And be creative with the search words. So a lot of people think, okay, I'm a sales manager. I'm just going to search for sales manager positions. But a lot of companies use titles differently. So you could be also looking for business development manager, account executive, sales director. And 
a sales manager at a big company has actually often more responsibilities than a sales director at a smaller company. So don't get too hung up on the title. And after you have applied online, make sure to send a follow-up message to the relevant HR, senior management, or the hiring manager. Because sometimes applications get lost um, because too many people apply. The important thing to remember is to always keep these messages short and simple. Otherwise, they will get ignored. And then my personal favorite way of applying is to look for companies that really interest you, where you think, okay, these companies um, align with my vision, my core values, and they have a great mission. Reach out to them directly and, and ask them if they would have a suitable position for you. Because companies often don't advertise online, especially the smaller ones, because it's very expensive. And last but not least, another important and very effective way to apply for jobs is networking. You can do that online on various different platforms. And you can also go to in-person meetings that you found on platforms like Internations, Meetup, etc. There are so many nowadays. And when you're meeting with um, new people, potential employers, make sure to not just focus on the job you would want or how much you need a job, but how you could contribute, how you could add something, add value to their team, to their company, because that giver energy will make you instantly more attractive to a future employer. This is a very important insight because many people go into an interview with being prepared with why they are the best person for the job and all of that. Whereas a good trick, and, and that's what I'm teaching also in my communications training, not only for job interviews, for any kind of interview or discussion where you want to achieve something, to go in there with this win-win mentality so that you don't think only about your win. I want this job. I need this job. I love this job, which is your personal win but really very consciously evaluating what is the win for them. So that's what you say. What is my contribution to them? And if you go in with this attitude, the other person will feel that you have a far more complete approach to the job than maybe the other candidates. And I think this can be a true, true game changer. And as you said, have the courage to search for the companies you are really interested in because when you then say what is your contribution and they will ask you why have you chosen our company then it's much harder to come up with a story when you you actually have no passion for what they're doing <laughs> and because your whole body language will shout i'm lying to you <laughs> whereas yeah. when you when you go for a for a company you really have passion for what they're doing your whole body language will be authentic and say i would really love to work for you because i'm so passionate about what you're doing i love your products and so on and so forth and this will make the whole interview so much more powerful so now We're coming to a topic that I think many people are asking themselves, how can I do this best? And this is the famous resume, the CV. What do you put on that? Yes, the, the infamous resume. Did you know that the average employer only looks at a resume for a mere six seconds? Whoa. That's not a lot. And that's why it's important that your resume instantly delivers the right story, that when you look at it, you immediately get an overview of where have you worked, 
for how long, what are your key accomplishments? So I would not focus on listing the dozens of responsibilities and duties, but rather the key achievements. And I also recommend incorporating the keywords that you found in the job description into your resume as well. And uh, nowadays we see all these very modern, fancy, funky resumes with all the colors. And I personally don't think that they are that effective because it's difficult to extract the essential information from them. If you're applying for a creative job, let's say a designer, graphic designer, I think it's good to think outside of the box, but when you're applying for a regular corporate job, what's important is that it's concise, short, and simple. And I would also think about what if I am the employer, what would I be looking for in that CV? Putting yourself into the shoes of the other person which is a good thing to do because then you might come up with something that is different and short and concise. I think it's important to also understand that potentially you might send different CVs to different companies, like you said before, that you go this extra mile and change the keywords to really trigger exactly the right reaction in the employing company so that they finally think, wow, this is a great match. Now we have two things. We have overcome the fear of rejection. We went you know, into how you can overcome that and just not taking it personally and learning from that. The second thing is, okay, how can I shape this wonderful resume? me? And how can I apply as well? The question is now, how do I know which position to apply? Because there are certain career paths which might be obvious if you want to climb up the hierarchy ladder, but there are certainly also other ways to think of how to develop your career. How do I know which is the right level for me right now? In order to choose the right position for you, you have to know what is right for you. And that is just such a complex topic and I'm going to go into more detail on this in our future upcoming workshops but to put a long story short a lot of candidates are applying to the wrong jobs because they are not aware of their career trajectories their growth opportunities how they can grow both vertically and horizontally and just like you mentioned they just don't know what their options are and um, many times I've noticed that candidates think they have chosen to run career path when the culprit all along was the industry. So they have changed industries and then they started to love their jobs. So this is a topic uh, that really depends on the individual. But I'm trying to explain or give a few examples on how to explore those options that people have. I always recommend examining your current organization where you're working and thinking about, do I have a future here? You can do that by looking at your supervisors and managers and see how long have they been in their positions? How long did it take them to get promoted? What was their career path? And if you feel like I don't really have a future here or it's going to take a lot longer than I want to wait for. You can just take a look at some other relevant, similar profiles to yours on LinkedIn and see where have they worked? What titles did they have? Did they perhaps change industries? Did they change career paths completely? How did they do that? 
And you can even message them, reach out to them directly. It's a great networking opportunity for you as well. And you can learn so much from people who have been through what's awaiting you pretty much. And don't forget that it's not just you who is being recruited, but you're also recruiting the employer. So make sure to do research on the company. Think about what core values you are looking for in a company. And also don't forget that often that your supervisor and manager is more important than the company you're applying to. And I also recommend my candidates to just trust your intuition because it often knows more than we give it credit for. Yes, I agree. I remember when I was very, very early on in my career, I got a, a beautiful proposal to work for a marketing agency. And that was actually something I was dreaming of. By that time, I was an assistant. And my salary was even 50% higher because it would have been, I was working in France and it would have been working in Germany where salaries were higher. And everything, everything yelled at me like that you, you have to take this opportunity. I mean, a wonderful opportunity. And my gut feeling said no. I don't know. My belly said no. I had this intuition that it's just wrong. And I had no clue why, because there was zero reasons why. And after quite a bit of hesitation, I thought, I can't go against this. And it was the right decision because one year later, I got offered really the dream job by that time for me. And then I understood why my gut feeling said no in the past. So the intuition, if you have one, <laughs> knows much more than you know. So <laughs> I think this is a very good advice. And chemistry also, like you say, with the supervisor, because at the end, you have to live with this person every day. So this is extremely important. If you don't feel well and if you have the feeling this will not work out on a personal level, no matter what the position is, woo, even if you say, I just go through it for two years just to have it. But I know a lot of people who really get broke afterwards because this is so energy draining that at the end, they don't believe in themselves anymore. And then you pay a very high price for this seemingly great position when you go with a person, uh, a leader that is not at all fitting to your needs or your personal style. So one last question, coming to personal style. We, we all have a certain personality. And when people prepare for an interview, they often prepare for the famous question about strengths and weaknesses. And the question is, we are aware of weaknesses. And I know that many women even over-evaluate their weaknesses very much because we have such a high level of self-criticism, many, many of us. So how do we deal with our weaknesses? How can we address this topic when we prepare for an interview and when we are in the interview? I always recommend addressing your weaknesses before the employer can. So it's important to lead the conversation and to be pre prepared for these questions. So let's say an employer or an interviewer is saying, we really think that you are a great candidate for this job, but... We are concerned about the fact that you have never worked in this industry before. And you can just say things like, well, I've always had an innate interest in this industry and I've kept abreast of the industry changes, trends and updates. And if it's true, you can say, I actually have friends working in this industry and we talk about it a lot. So I'm actually quite knowledgeable about it and I learn very fast, I adapt very fast. So in your next cover letter or in your next interview, just be prepared. And you can even say, I know that you are concerned about X, Y, Z, 
but it's not a problem because of X, Y, Z. Just you go, you go in and explain it before they can actually form that hesitation and doubt in their minds. And just go and counterbalance it with what you're good at, your strengths, and how you could contribute. Because almost every interviewer, first and foremost, is looking for how can this candidate contribute to, uh, to their team, to the company, what strengths do they have? And I'm sure that everybody has a lot of skills that can make them shine. Just make sure to emphasize that as well. So if you've been feeling stuck, lost, confused about your career, unable to move in any direction or chase any of your dreams, then we have something for you. We have prepared a one-day training that is called Give Wings to Your Career. And if you're not ready to go directly for a one-day training, you can check what we are doing in free online classes that we're providing regularly so that you can see what actually can you learn from us? How can you move your career forward? It is a concentrated system that we are providing that targets your inner game and it allows you to eliminate what's been standing between you and the position of your dreams. And it gives you the confidence and the knowledge and the insights behind the scenes that you need to take on any job you like. So if this seems to be like a perfect opportunity for you well that's probably because it is and if you want to learn more you can find out the dates and the possibilities for the free lessons the free masterclass on our website empoweringfemaleleaders.com where you will also find the information for the one day training and if you're coming in as a podcast listeners you will get 50% off the price for the one day training by putting in the code podcast EFL, all in capital letters. And I will also put it into the show notes so that you can find this information. This was another episode of Empowering Female Leaders. What are the questions and topics in female leadership that you are interested in? Let me know in the comments on YouTube and Instagram or join our LinkedIn group. I am excited to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe for new talks with inspiring women from all around the globe. Thank you for listening.